says she's going to make me look pretty, so I don't know if she thinks she's going to be immune to that. You know, it's funny. Oh, is my mic on? Oh, sweet. We're Again, we're trying something different to uh, make sure that the experience is as good as possible when we dish it out online. Uh, but it's, it's great to be with all of you who we're, we're with. Uh, we do have a couple of announcements. Um, if you're looking for ways to get involved, uh, one of the things that our church does is a, a food outreach. So we, we call it Vineyard Food Assistance, and it is a Facebook page uh, called Vineyard Food Assistance. So if you are interested in getting involved, um, you can contact Sunny, who's in charge of that, to schedule time if you want to help put stuff in boxes or uh, help distribute it when we filter down to the Pascalar, uh School neighborhood. Um, or if you or someone you know has a need for groceries, if that would help help uh, you or, or your neighbor out, let us know. Uh, another thing that is uh, coming up in May, so Candlewood Church, the church that's right on the corner here, um, they are going to be one of the neighborhood cleanup sites. You know, when the, when the uh, trash compactors come into the neighborhood and you throw all your trash in there and oh man it's like oh good now I've got space to put more trash in there it's loud anyway so they are going to be one of those sites and they they need volunteers so that's something that we can get involved with it's one of our names it's one of our partners here in the Springs Alley Plaza to uh, serve our community serve the city of Omaha and be the church of Jesus Christ, right? Because I can't, I can't think of uh, a time when we're doing something for anybody and we're not asking, how can we pray for you today? Come see what the Lord has to say. So <clears throat> look for for opportunities if, if they feel like, man, I could use a friend this time. Uh, I feel safer. I, I got my shots or whatever, and I'm ready to do something, ready to be a part of some solutions here. Uh, those are some ways that we can we can get plugged in. Uh, we don't pass a plate here, but we do have a couple of offering boxes if you if you want to give that way. We also have um, a PayPal link on our website. We have the Church Center app that has a giving opportunity, and you can also send in a a gift to our PO box. Those are all options. Boy, I just A sermon that doesn't start in the middle of the message. Well, let's pray here, huh? Father, we thank you. We thank you for the gift that you've given us. And Lord, we pray that we would have eyes to see the goodness of your heart at work in our lives and in our community, in our community. And Lord, in the, this community of Omaha, which had yesterday and one of us off for for Ahmed we don't know what we're doing but we're thankful for you and you are our help and you have promised goodness to us and so Lord we're going to lean into those promises even in the midst of Yeah. <clears throat>
going to leave is to talk with I had an opportunity to talk with um, <clears throat> some people that live in Minnesota in the Twin Cities, and they are having curfew lockdowns and National Guard vehicles driving around the city because of the, the um, racial tensions because a, a, a police officer used her firearm rather than her taser when she was trying to help Resisting uh, the police, and the policewoman was not African American, and they had to stop her driving. All of this injustice, and then, well, like I mentioned, what happened at, at our at the hall yesterday, um, and then the, the people of interest are little boys, young men, young men, not twenties, but they look. Fantastic. Very scary. So in these strange days of chaos and lawlessness, can we trust God? Right? Can we trust that God is at work? Has a plan and his hands are in these things. And in in, in the words of Sam and Dave, there's not a secret. That's a good one. In the words of Sam and Dave. Don't you ever feel sad? Lean on me when times are bad. When the day comes and you're down in a river of trouble and about to drown, hold on. And I, I, I was at a, a men's conference and uh, the worship leader said, we just sing the word baby to Jesus every time we sing. Because the Lord promised us we have that kind of Lord, we ask you to be present with us as we dig into your word and we look at the book of Ruth and see what can we draw from this book written thousands of years ago that could be true about our today. Amen? So, <clears throat> in um, Ruth, Chapter 1, we, we got a little bit of backstory. Verse 1, in the days when the judges ruled in Israel. So this was a time when <coughs> there was no king. There really isn't a prophet. Um, but the Lord brings leadership for the Israelites through judges. And these are like the craziest stories uh, you'll see in Scripture. But And Ruth is in the midst of this. Of this, so it's in the it's this story in the midst of a lot of craziness. And we we looked at the the family of Elimelech and Naomi, and how the family unit that was created in Moab lives on in Naomi and Ruth. And and Ruth says this in chapter one, verses sixteen through seventeen. But Ruth replied, don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. Wherever you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord punish me severely if I allow anything but death 
In the midst of all of this, so Naomi lost her husband, and then both of her boys died. And in her grief, she says the following about God. She says, the Lord himself has raised his fist against me. The Almighty has made life bitter for me. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me home. The Lord has brought me home empty. Why call me Naomi?
And then uh, in verse 3, as it's happening, Ruth just happens to find herself working in the field that belongs to Boaz, who is a relative of Elimelech. And this is one of those times where even though Scripture doesn't come out and say it, like one of those, huh, would you, would you look at that? <coughs> and then, <coughs> so the Mosaic law um, in Leviticus and Deuteronomy when Moses was uh, leading the, uh, the Israelites, got all these laws from the Lord about um, the poor. And, and foreigners that would join with the Israelites. And the Mosaic law qualified Ruth as both a widow and a stranger to glean the fields after the harvest. Leviticus 19, 9 and 10 says this. When you, so, so this is the Lord talking to Israelite landowners and farmers. When you harvest the crops of your land, do not harvest the grain along the edges of your field. And do not pick up what the harvesters drop. It's the same with your grape crops. Do not strip every last bunch of grapes from the vines and do not pick up the grapes that fall to the ground. Leave them for the poor and the foreigners living among you. I am the Lord your God. And, and we'll see Back to uh, Ruth. So now we're going to take a long journey from uh, chapter 2, verse 4 through 13. Ruth arrives. Boaz arrives from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you, he said. The Lord bless you, the harvesters replied. And then Boaz asked his foreman, who is that young woman over there? Who does she belong to? And the foreman replied, she is the young woman from Moab who came back with Naomi. She asked me this morning if she could gather grain behind the harvesters. She has been hard at work ever since, except for a few minutes rest in the shelter. Boaz went over and said to Ruth, listen, my daughter, stay right here with us when you gather grain. Don't go or to any other field. Stay right behind the young woman working in my field. Be with the part of the field they are harvesting and then follow them. I have warned the young men not to treat you roughly. And when you are thirsty, help yourself to the water they have drawn from the well. Ruth fell to her feet and thanked him warmly. What have I done to deserve such kindness, she said. I am only a foreigner. Yes, I know, Boaz replied, but I also know about everything you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of, her, of your husband. I've heard how you left your father and mother in your own land to live here among complete strangers. May the Lord, the God of Israel, 
under whose wings you have come to take refuge, reward you fully for what you have done. I hope I can read this. Will you be patient with me? Verse 5. You have comforted me by speaking so kindly to me, even though I'm not one of your victims. Here's what the scripture says. So one of the things I, one of my commentaries had had the uh, reference was this greeting between Boaz and his harvest workers. It says, such God-honoring greetings would have been very unusual during this period of the judges. The book of Ruth is an oasis of fidelity in a time of Israel's idolatry, sin, and infidelity. So remember, Judges 21-25 says, in those days, Israel had no king. What does that mean? All the people did whatever was right in their own eyes. And one of the things we, we kind of pick up from this is Ruth is kind of a celebrity in Bethlehem. The foreman knows her story. Boaz knows her story. And Boaz goes out of his way but also to guide her towards what's best for her, right? Walk, stay behind the young women, watch where they're harvesting, follow them, pick up whatever, don't worry about the young men, I told them not to mess with you. And then you just say, hey, go ahead and drink from the, the water that we pulled out the jars of. And then he, 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 he gives her this blessing with this beautiful poetic language, right? May the Lord your God under whom he wings you have sought refuge, right? He, he's just confirming he left everything to come to serve her and, and choose the Lord God of Israel as your God. And he's just confirming, you know, the Lord will protect you. get back into the, the rest of this here. So 14 through 17. At mealtime, Boaz called to her, come over here, help yourself to some food. You can dip your bread in the sour wine. So she sat with the harvest workers. And Boaz gave her some roasted grain to eat. She ate all she wanted and still had some left over. When Ruth went back to work again, Boaz ordered his young men, never gather grain right among the sheaves without stopping them and pull out some heads of barley from the bundles and drop them on purpose for her. Let her pick them up and don't give her a hard time. So Ruth gathered barley there all day and when she beat out the grain that evening, it filled an entire basket. Now, in 20th century uh, USA, we've got baskets of all sizes. So what, what, what does that mean, right? So <clears throat> a basketball, according to my commentary, it was about an ephah or approximately the same amount as a bushel, which was an astounding amount for a day's grain. So we see Boaz speak to her and kind of guide her. This is how, go ahead and, and do this. So, and, but then he, he tells his young, the men who are, 
は誰の地
finish up this chapter. I'm going to finish up with this. Verse 21 through 23. Then Ruth said, what's more? Boaz even told me to come back and stay with his harvesters until the entire harvest is completed. Good. Do as he said, my daughter. Stay with this young woman right through the whole harvest. You might be harassed in other fields, but you'll be safe with me. So Ruth worked alongside the women in Boaz's field and gathered Naomi a place to put her down to the barley field. Then she continued working with them through the wheat harvest in early summer. And all the while, she lived with her mother-in-law. <coughs> my commentary says, one of, one of them says, Naomi immediately begins planning a wedding. <laughs> uh, <coughs> when she realizes that Boaz is the kinsman redeemer and he's been so favorable for her, for Ruth. Now, we, we don't see that necessarily in, in, in the scriptures, but it's kind of nice, right? It's kind of a, uh, a hallmark uh, Christmas movie. <laughs> But in, in these last verses, we see not only was <coughs> Ruth blessed and favored that first day at work, but she experiences security to come back home, keep working with God's people, work with the whole harvest, right? I've got plenty to tell you. I've got plenty of time to take care of myself and my, my mother-in-law. Safety. young woman she's from Moab she's not Israeli there could be some hard feelings some harassment <coughs> but Boaz is watching out for her right and day one she brings some some plus some roasted grain that she didn't that she couldn't finish when she had lunch so provision for months all through the spring into the summer. <coughs> the Lord loves to He loves to surprise. He 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 doesn't always show us what he's gonna do. But he's at work, right? Or these as as it happens moments. Um <coughs> and one of the things I, I've experienced is experienced that we always pray for our grandparents. And sometimes that means that they end up needing our space or get offered way more money for the space that we're getting. <laughs> and their blessing means we, get, we have to move. But the Lord is always watching out for his church. So two real quick examples of this. So <coughs> we were meeting at the Hillside Community Center, show up, take everything out of a closet, lay it all out, and wrap it all up and put it away. And the the community center was going to be used Monday through Friday for uh, schools uh, because the the county got a bond that, that went through and they were going to be able to build new schools or uh, refurbish schools. That's great. That's great. But for us, we had to get out of there because they, they didn't have 
wondered if you could help me. I was you know, helping the, the pastor at the time try to look for places and look at places and reading. I um, am having a kind of a rough week or day, and I call my neighbor, and I say, I'm going to check out of work early. Do you want to meet me at, at this place where we can smoke a cigar? And, and I just need to, like, unload. Or I just need, I need some fresh air. So we're in there, and I'm telling my neighbor, who doesn't come to our church, about what I'm going through, looking for a church, and a guy that's sitting near us says, listen, I didn't mean to uh, over-listen, but you're looking for a church? I've got a brother-in-law who's meeting at Crossroads Mall, and they're moving, and he's paying very reasonable rates to meet at the mall. Well, that ended up being where we, where we moved to. And we were there for several years. And then when the, when the mall was getting shut down and we got told we have to be out of there in so many days, the neighbor, our next door neighbor in the Crossroads Mall, this gentleman spoke. And we had folks in our church that were in a relationship with the lady that runs the mall. And she told us about her Lord takes care of his people. The Lord opens doors that we didn't even know to look for. Jesus protects and provides for his church. The Father protects and provides for his church. The Spirit fills and empowers the church. <clears throat> I mentioned these verses last week. I'm going to read them from the New Living Translation, 1 Peter 1, verses 6 and 7. So be truly glad. There is a wonderful joy ahead, even though you have to endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is more, far more precious than gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. There are times when we get thrown for a curveball as a church, as individuals, as families. And we can it can take our eyes off the Lord and it can put us on put our eyes on ourselves and our problems. And it takes the it takes it can feel risky to take our eyes off of God. You have you may have faced true tragedy. You may be in the midst of circumstances, but stake your faith in God. And maybe you identify like Naomi did. The Lord has made your life strong. He has raised his fist against you, but he caused you to suffer and sent tragedy into your life. But if you still got breath, you are surely taking a curveball. Let's take a look at some of the other characters that we've seen today to learn what we might be able to apply to our own lives. 
got roots. In the face of personal loss and tragedy, she devotes herself to her mother. She leaves her mother and father and her own people to live as a stranger in order to share the life with Jesus and be the presence and water of life. She embraces the laws of the land. She offers to work. She works hard and she collects everything that is made available to her and her family. So does herself and Naomi. Ruth is an example of devotion and faithfulness to family in many circumstances. Coming as Boaz was a wealthy and influential man in Bethlehem. How does Ruth view his wealth and influence? Well, we see in his greeting of the harvesters the kind of influence he has. Because he says, the Lord bless you. And the harvesters, or I'm sorry, uh, let's see, Boaz returned from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you, he said. The Lord bless you, the harvesters replied. And then we see him use his influence and his wealth to generously bless the young woman from Moab. And he prays a blessing over her that the Lord, the God of Israel, would reward her fully for the good things that she has done for her mother-in-law. Moab is an example of honor and chivalry and generosity in the middle of a time of chaos and lawlessness. church in Philippi uh, in chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then, make me truly happy by again wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others these words from Peter and Paul to the disciples of Christ. The, the truth is being compassionate and loving one another, working together with others, not looking out for our own Take my eyes off of what I'm going 
feeling I don't know. I can't see around corners, and I don't know how this is going to work out. I just want to focus on it and not figure it out. Well, we want to figure it out. We want to know what's going on. We all want to know what's going on. But we don't. We don't always know what's going on. But who does? The Lord does. So it, it creates this sense that God has a plan. And he's at work in the circumstances that we find ourselves in. shift to what I wrote down here. So. <laughs> All right, back, back to our story. So we're starting to see the potential growing for Ruth and Naomi with the interest and generosity of Boaz, one of their closest relatives, one of their family redeemers. We see the excellent character of Ruth and Boaz and their treatment of others. Before you know how your story will end, are you humble in thinking of others as better than yourself? We live in a time of social assassination where every person is judged on who they agree with. And when they agree with the other side, the assassination happens. In our own time of chaos and wilderness, world of 2021 needs the church of Jesus Christ to exemplify the attitude of Christ's calls us to look out. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others as well. I think that's, you know, you, you look at all those words. Of course, you have an interest in your own interests. But don't look out for only your out for others as well. So how can we as the Omaha Vineyard Church make sure that the poor and the foreigners living among us are provided for? Kind of basic question. How can we as the body of Christ take the heart of the Old Testament law and apply it to our needs, our have some opportunities to serve this community alongside Candlewood Church coming up next month, right? The good news is God has a plan for this community. And God has a plan for his church. We can risk trusting in God's providence even when tragedy strikes. Even when we are the poor even when we are the oddball of honor and chivalry among pagan folks. We represent Jesus to the world. He trusted with us and gave us his son. Lord God, we thank you for this, this little book, this short story.
open our eyes to our life and how we might be trusting him and how we might take this part of, of your work that you were sent to instill in the Israelites with these laws regarding collecting every single grape off of the ground is trusting in you counting every little nickel and dime of our own is trusting in you being kind to your where they come from, but what kind of character do they have? And what are they doing? That's trusting you. And that's being like you. God, may we be like you. May we find ways with our neighbors, with our friends, with our co-workers, in our community, with the storm love to us. Open our eyes to opportunities of salvation for the lost. Omaha Vineyard Church, we pronounce a blessing on you. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. God bless you and keep you. God smile on you and gift you. God look you full in the face and make you happy.